0: the news update on make it rain good morning joe good morning day and it is chris lavona with your fantasy sports news update before we get into some of the top news going around guys i got the latest uh outright betting odds for the british open right here from our friends over at the FanDuel duel sports book and when you know it Rory McIlroy sits as a favorite at plus 900, followed right by Brooks Kepka, 1,000. John Ram at plus 1,600. Dustin Johnson, plus 1,900. Tiger Woods, plus 2,200. We were talking about how he's been managing his workload right now. Z- uh, Xander, Sh- uh, you know what? His name gets cut off here, guys. You got to help me Shoffley. out. Here. Xander Shoffley,
1: Xander Shoffley. Shoffley. Xander Shoffley.
0: Shoffley, thank you, guys. It actually, like, the print, the print out it's here.
1: It's like souffle,
2: but different.
0: And that big souffle. And uh, Xander's like, you know, Dane, but different. I was going to say Xander Bogart's right there. Xander Chaplay is plus 2,200 here. Justin Rose plus plus 2,300. Patrick Cantlay plus 2,300. Henrik Stenson plus 2,500. Adam Scott plus 2,800. Justin Thomas plus 2,800 uh Francesco Molinari uh plus 3000 Matt Kuchar plus 3300 Tommy Fleet- Fleetwood also at plus 3000 and Ricky Fowler here at plus 80 3800 you can also look at Jordan Spieth who is at plus 4000 guys those are some of the just some of the odds uh if you were going to bet outright uh, on the British Open here Tiger Woods says he is heading into the 2019 British Open on Thursday, still searching for his best form because his uh, sensational Masters win earlier this year took a big toll on him. The 43-year-old won his 15th major title, uh, first in 11 years, at Augusta National Georgia in April, but he has struggled uh, somewhat in the months since. Woods uh, told reporters on Tuesday, "Uh, I'm getting myself into position to win the Masters, Uh, It took a lot out of me. That golf course uh, puts so much stress on you. Uh, Woods will take part in the open at the Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, having played in just three events since uh, his master's victory. Uh, Woods has never played at the uh, Royal Portrush, which is hosting the open for the first time since 1951. Outside of uh, the practice he has been garnering since Sunday, guys. Guys, uh, also in uh, the World Series of Poker, Hoisin Ensan defeated Dario Sammartino, heads up uh, to clinch the 2019 World Series of Poker. His name is Hoshin Ensan, defeating Dario Sammartino, uh, heads up to clinch the 2019 World Series of Poker main event title. And guys, this is really the more important one. $10 million first place prize here. Uh, Ensign, uh started each of the three days of the final table well ahead of everyone else and despite uh ceding that lead to San Martino earlier in their heads up battle. Hey and- Bavona,
1: check up? this out. That was three days long, was this just the final table, right? Yep. Hey Joe, what athleticism by this guy, huh? What an athlete. What an athlete. Hoysen you know, three, days, three days. Three days to win that to win that sport, I guess. What an athlete. Three days in a row. Look at the stamina. Look at the Mental
2: focus. Mental fortitude. That's right. Mental you fortitude. You got to have it. Yep.
3: Us, Absolutely. Us,
2: we yeah, go. think about the way they were stretching
1: at the table in yep. between hands there for, for three days. So told me going to the casino this weekend. And he's going to find out if it requires a Venmo. Sit there for three days straight and tell me how you That's feel, right. brother
2: man. Yeah. And I believe the, the dude is 55 years old, Ensign, too. This is not a young man's... Fifty five year old just sat for three days, didn't move.
1: Sorry, Bavana, go ahead. No Try that. No, Try that
0: no. <laughs> don't no, do yeah. not apologize. I'm happy. Uh guys, Poison. the uh the winning uh the winning hand he had though, uh after the river on the final uh it was a uh pair of kings. That was it. All
1: right. Cowboys. There that's you all go. it takes, baby. It's not oh, about what you it have, it's about yeah. what the other person has. All right. We don't talk poker much. But uh, you know, if you knew what your opponent had, you would fold or raise every single time. Okay, it's about figuring out what they have, not necessarily what you have.
2: And you only have to be better than eight thousand five hundred and sixty-nine <laughs> players. That's all you've got to be better. Just be better than those guys, and or you get win. A good and run Can we be realistic here, though? Like, if you make it to the final table, if you're part of the final nine, you're guaranteed at least $1 million. So you've already won when you make it to the final table. So the rest is gravy.
0: Yeah, the rest is gravy. All right, guys. Finally, uh, WNBA news: uh, The WNBA suspended Los Angeles Sparks guard Raquina Williams for ten games without pay as a result of domestic violence uh, of a domestic violence incident involving her ex girlfriend in December. And April Williams was arrested on felony charges of burglary with assault or battery and aggravated, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill, stemming from the December incident. Uh, and that's really, uh, really unfortunate to see uh, this happening uh, among the WNBA guys. That's the news for me, uh, Chris Pavona, and uh, let's get back to Big Green.
2: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, let's do this final hour of Make It Rain, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll dive into some, uh, some British Open pick selections. A lot of different ways to be able to skin this cat here this week. Starts tomorrow. Got to get your bets in early, guys. Right around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when that tournament will kick off. Less than 24 hours from now. So uh, go ahead. Heed this advice. Make it rain. Get your plays in early. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tiger, Dustin, Rory, Brooks, Kupka. I do think there's a couple of sleepers here that we can uh, we can cash big time. Dan will give you his, uh, his top picks. We'll look at some of the matchups, and uh, and we'll definitely point you in the right direction. Major League Baseball also getting ready to uh, kick off here this afternoon. Some early games. It is a getaway day for a lot of teams here, so 10 Undertime. games, I believe, in total. Uh, Going to be real interesting to see what happens here. A couple of these series. I think the uh, the Yankee series has been as dramatic as possible. Uh, losing in the uh, top of the ninth the day before, winning in the bottom of the eighth the following game. And here's – if you're Tampa, you're going to be – hey if you can somehow win today, take two out of three uh, to this point, and I believe there's a fourth game tomorrow too as well. I think it was a four-game series. Uh, if you can guarantee yourself at least a split, I, I think it's a win if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, right? I mean, I, I especially on the road, uh, yeah. you can't afford to lose three – three games in this year. Like, you can't afford, what are they down, six now? They're behind the Yankees? Yeah, they're
1: six games back. More importantly, though, you know, they're like four games up, say, on Boston. Because they are in, you know, they are right now in the number one wild card spot. So what's more important for them also may not be six games back of the Yankees. What may be more important is that they are one game up on the Indians, one game up on Mm -hmm. the A's. So that's what they need to do. They need to play above 500 ball in order to fend off those guys for the wild card.
2: And it starts by, listen, splitting a series. You're in a four game yeah. series, got to win at least two games each way down Especially the road. The road. That's what you want to do. So, looking forward to seeing that matchup like uh, here tonight. Plus, uh, Herman, I believe, back on the mound for the Yanks. See how yeah. that works out for him. Um, plenty of intrigue. We'll talk about those games, give you our Make It Rain plays. Starts, guys. Let's Make It Rain. Let's do it now on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
4: So I can just chill. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com.
2: All right, Denver Broncos reporting to training camp. That means the NFL season is almost upon us. Uh, We'll touch base with a couple of NFL stories coming up bottom of the hour. Welcome in. Make it rain on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez. As we shift our attention here to some of our make it rain golf plays of the week as the British Open, the 2019 British Open, ready to go. In uh, in Northern Ireland, in Royal Portrush, a course that has not been played since 1951 as far as a uh, British Open goes. It was only played once on the European Tour back in 2012. What does that mean? It means that the guys, the big name guys, this isn't necessarily a course that they have ever played, needed to play, or wanted to play, which is why Brooks Kupka goes out and gets himself a caddy who's actually a member of at this particular golf course. So you heard, you heard Pavona talk about the favorites, the usual, this is Rory's hometown. Uh, so Rory, obviously at the top, there's got a lot going for him. Kupka is right underneath. And then there's that, that middle tier there at the top with Dustin Johnson, John Ram, Tiger Woods, you know, those guys between 15 and 20 to one. But before we talk about some of the guys that we like, let's talk about some of the dudes we don't like. Cause for, uh, for a situation when it comes to matchups, not necessarily betting who's going to win, but because you have the opportunity to make so much money and you have opportunities to get great value on every day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, on just matchups, it's important to do the reverse, Dane, figure out, all right, which one of the big names is not going to even make the cut? Like, why don't we start there? Let's figure sure. out who, who are the list of guys, the big-name guys that – Probably not going to be there on the weekend, but also because they have such a big name, you'll probably be able to get a pretty good price on whoever it is they're playing. And my first guy to fade this week is Phil Mickelson. Fatty. Uh, lefty, mm. rather. Uh, anytime you got to come out and tell me how you basically gandhi yourself and, like, stopped and eating like for... Like 20 pounds, six, yeah. Yeah, like six or seven days and tell me how your mental clarity is all better and you not eating did, like... You sound like an idiot. Plus, you're trying to convince me something that's not there. Mickelson's game is absolutely all over the place. We talked about dumpster fires. He's missed right. five of the last seven cuts. He doesn't have a top fifty finish in in the last four months. Here, uh, he continues to miss cuts in the majors throughout his career, Mister uh, Gambler. He also struggles at the Open Championship more than any other. Uh, any other of the of the big four, so he's better at the Masters. He's come so close. He has won one uh, British Open, but it's not really suited for his game, the link style course. So to me, you're not eating, you're fasting, you're doing whatever you're going to do. Uh, I'm not only do I have Phil Mickelson missing the cut, but I'm going Plus to pretty much look at every. Yeah, I'm going to look at every matchup he's in, and in all likelihood, I'm going to be fading Phil because I just uh, I think he's trying too hard, and the yep. whole no eat. Uh, don't like his game. Don't like where he's at right now. Phil is a guy I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be fading, Dane.
1: You know what? I I hate to say it this way, because I've seen you. You say he's all over the place. I've seen other things this year from Phil, right? Like mm-hmm. videos on Instagram with him trying to bang the ball 300 yards, that sort of stuff. Honestly, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like a midlife crisis, Joe. It really does. <laughs> I'm you know, it kind of sounds like it. He's like, ah, so let me show you how I can still bang it. Hey, I'm going through like whatever it is, the keto diet to lose 20 pounds. Hey, I'm talking smack to other players on tour. He's searching for himself. You know what I'm saying? And it really kind of sounds like a midlife crisis. He is plus 120 to miss the cut. What I'm looking for right now is some match play uh, and some match bets that uh, feature Phil. So I'm going to try and find some of those. And like no, I you said, I'm going to fade them I'm left and right.
2: Yeah, because there's another guy on there. I'm going to do the same, and it just so happens that they're both left-handed. Uh, Bubba uh, Watson Bubba. Is, a, is another hot mess. Um, he, Bubba is a guy that likes familiarity. He is a guy who does better when he's played courses that he has a history of doing well at. Um, this is not one of them. This this golf course and this tournament does not fit Bubba Watson, who, let's face it, much like Phil Mickelson, is a bit of a banger. You know, unloads, not a real great finesse game. He's missed the cut in three of his last five British Opens. Uh, He's also missed the cut in three of his last five tournaments this year. So his golf game is not in good shape, but he's got the name. It's Bubba Watson. Hits the ball a mile. To me, no way. There's nothing about his game right now or a link style course, especially if it starts to rain, which in all likelihood it's going to where it's got to keep the ball low. You got to keep it out of the wind. You got, yeah, th- that's not yeah. Bubba Watson. So Bubba to me is another absolute fade. Not going to make the tournament. I don't know what that number is up to right now. Him missing the cut, but Bubba Watson's cut, another Bubba. guy. I'm fading in matchups too. All
1: right, fair enough. And I found both of these guys in matchups that I think you'll think are tasty, Joe.
2: Ooh, All right, because they're
1: against guys that I know you're cool with. Right. Um, Bubba Watson, you know, his matchup is against Shez Revy.
2: Case in point, what's that number?
1: Uh, Bubba, well, if you want to fade him, right? So if you're taking Revy, it would be minus 140 against Bubba.
2: All right, so it's a little chalky, but uh, yeah, I'm taking him. I I mean, to me, that's easy money right there.
1: And if you want something that's less juice at minus 120, you can get Brent Snedeker versus Mickelson.
2: Night and day, the two games. Snedeker's actually played really well over the last two and a half, three months. His All game's right. in form. Phil, he's so not you can eating, get guys.
1: Snedeker. You can get Snedeker yep. heads up against Mickelson, who's yep. apparently fasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, let me... You said plus 120
2: for Phil. I'm showing Bubba oh, I said plus minus 120. 120. Minus 120 for oh. Snedeker. No, no, I'm talking about not to make the cut.
1: Oh, making so the, the ma- cut. Plus 120, yeah, over on plus FanDuel. Plus
2: 120. All right, because I'm, I'm thinking... I'm looking at Bubba, I'm seeing him plus 110. I think that's probably somewhere around that uh probably somewhere around that number 2.
1: I'm looking for Bubba missing the cut. Uh minus 120.
2: Okay, so minus 1 it's still reasonably priced. Uh Bubba and Phil to me are the two big yep. fades. Not only to miss the uh miss the cut at pretty decent prices there, but also and again, the only reason Matches. Phil Mickelson is even in the plus to miss the, the cut it's because it's Phil Mickelson. There is Main nothing about his yeah, there's nothing about his game that you would go, oh, no, 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 it's Phil. Like, no, he's terrible. Plus, now, apparently, he lost his gut. So, now he can see his feet for the first time in a long time. And everything changes when you lose weight, Dane. You know it, right? When you lose a few pounds, all of a sudden, your swing is not the same. So, uh, I'm not buying it. I'm fading and his Phil. And it's three
1: ball tomorrow, Joe, yes. uh, his group tomorrow, Phil, is in a group with uh, Shane Lowry. And Brendan Grace, that's the group that's going out tomorrow. They are going out at 2.52. This is just to win the three ball. To win that three ball, Lowry is the favorite of them at plus 140, then Phil plus 190, then Brendan Grace plus 210. So plus 140 to get Lowry to win that group tomorrow. They tee off at 2.52 Eastern time.
2: Okay, watch this, guys. You ready? This is a mouse. There it this is. is me putting it down. This is me going to bet everything I have on Shane Lowry to win that group right there.
1: Lowry and is Joe, a guy. They go off like three, three and a half hours before make it rain tomorrow. You yeah, know. Perfect. When we yeah. go on tomorrow. It's gonna to be like seven oh six, and <laughs> Phil Mickelson's gonna be on seventeen, and he's gonna be like minus five at the top of the damn leaderboard.
2: <laughs> not happening, brother. I am yeah, telling I you, so- it is oh, not so- happening. So- uh, I just love know that. that bet. Have
1: to deal with it tomorrow morning because, like, like you know, they'll be on the back nine. That's
2: all right. That's all. Right. I love Shane Lowry, though. In all honesty, I think Brandon Grace is another one of these just uh, nightmares waiting to happen. The game is not good form. And of all the – I'd rather play the European in a Lynx-style course, right, exactly. in the group, Dane. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Plus, he's also – he's contending. He just finished top five in the last 30 weeks, I think, over at the uh, the Canadian Open. I like yeah. that a lot,
1: uh, and I yeah, like the guys stuff. in the middle. Go ahead. Like, uh, you know, I'm getting into golf and stuff. I've heard this term so much. What makes a course, these European courses, Lynx-style? Is it the bunkers, like those big ditch bunkers? Is it the lack of, say – Water, the big tall grass. What is it that makes it a lake course? You can dump me on the other side. Of the
2: I will, and I'll show you in a picture form too, because it's pretty cool. Oh. Yep, we'll do that. All right, British Open. will make it rain. We'll talk a little baseball. We'll do that. Coming up, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
3: Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer
0: felt like a second job.
3: More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for.
0: I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience.
3: Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast.
0: Now I'm back to having just
3: one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash higher. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
0: DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS Best players. Join dailyrodo.com. The Morning After. I see that Skip Bayless is on vacation. Not that I watch his show, but I was actually thinking, like, people should actually, like, tell FS1, like, we're forever boycotting every one of your sponsors unless you fire this guy when he's gone. Gotta go. Like, would anyone miss Skip?
2: I don't think anybody is going to be like, wow, you know what I really miss? Skip Bayless. Listening to him talk to Shannon. Like, nobody's ever going to say that. You see America? That's the problem.
0: He's a menace. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
2: All right, now would be a good time to remind you that opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, Jersey's largest sports book, probably the most productive thing that you could do today by heading over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Get yourself a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That is right, a free bet of up to $500. All you have to do is open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com, and that's forward slash grid. And they got everything covered. We're talking here about Golf, and we're talking British Open. We're talking props, point spreads, game totals, parlays. Whether it's in-game wagering, whether it's college sports, pro sports, you're always in control with our friends over at Fanduel.com forward slash Grid. Is where you go. Get that, uh, get that new account and claim that free wager of up to five hundred dollars. Do it today. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call one eight hundred Gambler twenty one and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility. Restrictions apply. See website for details. And want to welcome you in here as uh, we take a look at the British Open, getting ready to tee off. Less than twenty-four hours. Golf. Uh, we had mentioned, of course, is the uh, is the fastest-growing segment of the sports betting uh, legalization, so to speak. The uh, amount of handle, the amount of bets that have come in on golf this past year have been uh, far surpassed to anything else. Now. It's not basketball. It's not March Madness. It's not. But from the other sports, in four months, and that's really what this golf season has been, from the Masters in April to this now, the amount of bets and the style of bets and the way you can bet golf, it makes it very attractive. Not to mention, I didn't say this before, Dane, but, you know, NBC, CBS, they've all embraced gambling. Like, they have been showing odds and they have been they have been breaking down the betting aspect of golf for a while now. So, you always know by watching it, you always know where you stand, what the odds are. They've done a really good job of that in golf and uh congratulations to them because I think it shows you got the biggest handle right now of all of these ancillary sports. A lot of people bet in golf, and including us. And you mentioned a links style course. What makes a links yeah. style course? A links style course is, uh, and I believe it, it's there's a word. I guess that uh, that links means it, it. It started in Scotland, which is interesting. Uh, way back, like 200 years ago, 150 years ago, I guess it means rising ground and ridge. Which I think, if you look at the pictures here. Like yeah, you know, let me throw this picture up. It has to do with all of that. You see that uh, that rough, that brush right there along the coast. Sure. That's what they consider to be a link style, the oldest style of right. golf course, because of the the coastal sand dunes and these okay. really open areas. Like you you've, you've seen a USO. you're like, where does the hole begin? Like, are is, it, right. is that three holes? Is it four holes? So that's what makes a link style course. But it also means There's never a flat lie, right? Never a flat lie. So you're always either hitting uphill, downhill from a side hill. And the weather is the biggest thing. Being on the coast, you know, it's gonna rain probably all four days of this golf tournament, which is why if you're a guy like Phil Mickelson or Bubba Watson who hits, you know, 360 yard drives up and that's not gonna help you. Like that, you know, so there are guys which is that don't do very well at these types of courses. 'Cause you've seen it, Dan. Like, what good does it do? you? Oh, it's these really high shots. Like Dustin Johnson's right. never done good at a British Open. Well, they're but they're about trajectory, length, distance, right? That doesn't cut it here at a link style course, especially when the wind blows off the water. And oh yeah, uh, you never got a flat lie anywhere here. So you got you gotta bring game. I mean, you you've gotta have a game in order to be able to compete here. Uh, at the British Open, and I think Tigers already told us, yeah, guys, I've only played nine times this year. like my game probably not where it needs to be for a link style course
1: all right, so that's the that's the question then who does this favor, Joe? you know what I mean like who does is it like we've talked about before uh shorter courses, it's the irons, it's the control, yes. you know, for example, I know you you're talking about guys like in the twenty to thirty thirty five range. Mm-hmm. I see a couple guys that we've talked about before that I do think are not necessarily hugely long, but have this kind of game that I want to throw off you. What about my guy? Sure. What about Matty Cooch? What about Matty Cooch? He's at 35. 33 what? to 1 right now. 33 yeah, he to was 1. At, he was at
2: 50 to 1 last week. So that tells you how much money is coming in on uh, on Matty Cooch. And I love Cooch. I love that whole mid tier that he's in there. Right. His game. Uh, Listen, he was there. I believe uh, he played at the Scottish Open last week, too, and he did pretty good from there. You can get him at 30 anywhere in the 30s. Matt Kuchar's already won a couple of times on tour this year. He's got top 10 finishes in every major like Matty Kuchar is playing the best golf of his life. He is absolutely a guy. That you've got to have on your ticket, as far as I'm concerned, Matt Kuchar in the thirty from the course. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, he's been top ten in the last two British Opens, inside the top twenty-four of the past five tournaments, and not. And he's playing the best golf he's played in ten years. So to me, Matty Kuchar is a guy that you got to play. And you, I'm going to go Europeans here too as well. But to me, the guy that I put the most money on was Henrik Stenson. Interesting. Uh, a guy see him who's at 25
1: gained, to
2: one. Yeah, a great number for a guy that if he can putt, if he can figure out the putting this week on these greens, European, who's done really well, you know, he only finishes top 10, top 20, just about in every tournament he plays. And he's always on the leaderboard and nobody ever, nobody ever says anything. But at some point during this next four days, Henrik Stenson is going to be either in the lead or only a shot or two off it. And I like him in top five. I like him top 10. I like him obviously top 20. And I love Henrik Stenson at 25 to one to win this tournament. I think there's great value in getting a guy like Stenson at 25 to one.
1: Cool. That's good. Another two guys that I've been on on all majors. I keep saying their names. They're both above 20 to one. They're between 20 and 25. Joe, I want to get your insight here. The two guys that I've been on, you know, the names I've been saying them all for the last four months. What about my man Patty Cantley? Patty Cantley yeah. at 23 to 1 and Xander wow. Shafley at 22 to 1.
2: Yep. I'm with you, man. I mean, how many times do we have to how many times do we have to look and go, why is Cantley not being like, like the public hasn't gotten behind him yet? I think that's the problem there, right? Shofley I mean, the public
1: also, I would say, right? Z- Xander Shoffley to him.
2: me. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Not
2: yep. Not public names, not in a situation, but Cantley. Shafley, these are guys that you know, we're waiting for them to go. This is the next wave of superstars, right? This right. is the next wave of guys that are going to compete. And and he's the same way. Like, how do you not look at? Now, he won the Memorial, and then it's kind of been downhill from there. Leading up to the right. Memorial, he was top five in, in three or four tournaments in a row. So he he wins the Jack tournament in Ohio, and he kind of takes a step back or two. But... Uh, this is exactly what he's been waiting for, what he's been playing. He was in the Scottish Open. He's used to the links. I love Cantley. I love Shoffley. And you know who else I love? And yeah. you and I have talked about him in the past. Justin Thomas. Yeah. This guy was the top player in the world before the wrist injury there, right? Oh, uh, just had to, Yeah. He finished his top ten yeah. last week on a link-style course, the Scottish Open. He finishes eighth. I. Uh, are we going to sleep on a dude? How much
1: did you say his number is? Thirty to one.
2: There you go. Thirty to one is another monster number for a guy that's been there playing this style course. He did it last week. He finished top ten there. Uh, Justin Thomas, I uh, I love it, and I know you're going to ask me about Tommy Fleetwood. But no, you're yeah, going to. Yeah, we yeah. love our boy Tommy Fleetwood. He's got to be what thirty
1: to one. It's Thirty-three.
2: 30. Yeah. Another guy you got to put on the card, man. I mean, you know what I mean. You have to put yeah. him on the card the Englishman who he's yeah. another one of these guys where we're just going, it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if this guy's going to win a major. And if we can be realistic, it's probably going to be a link style course for him uh, in true. order to be able to pull it off who we don't like. I can't take Kupka at 10 to one. I can't take That's Rory at, at eight to one. I don't trust Rory McElroy right now. That's the problem. I just don't share on his home turf. Right, I mean, does he need that? He—it's not like he's been in the best shape of his life, winning tournament after tournament. He's missed a few cuts. Uh, I don't—I don't like it. I, I'm not. I think the Europeans, Justin Rose. What is Justin Rose now? Is he anywhere near? Twenty-five. Uh, Twenty-five.
1: 25. To
2: yeah, yeah. So he's a
1: guy that. When I look at these technical guys, Joe, you know the guys that can get it around don't have the length, that kind of profile yeah. that you've talked about at forty. Forty to one. What about my boy Matsuyama?
2: I I just the problem is I can't bet on him anymore. Like I have bet this guy every damn golf tournament for the last five months, and he just.
1: thank you with him, huh? (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) So you know that means this is the week he's going to break through. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, his putting is the
2: biggest problem, Dane. His putting is well, like, the biggest problem. Well, like
1: all of a sudden, problem. Tony Finau when the one the one time I don't like put any of shekels on Thank him, you. you know what I mean, like our guys well. kind of thing. But I think it profiles from Matsuyama, no?
2: It, it does. It's putting. The only thing with Matsuyama right. is his putting. He just he's not been able to put four days of putting together, which and, drives me crazy. So I'm gonna put a couple of bucks on two guys because I don't want to be there and say, um, how did you not do it? Number one is Tiger. I'm gonna lay a couple of bucks on Tiger because I don't want to be the guy on Monday, Dane, that goes, "Oh, yeah, we talked about Tiger and yeah, no, we I should've, you know, I shouldn't have listened to him. He said he wasn't gonna win, but yeah, no, I got to put a few bucks on him. And Ricky Fowler's going to win a major, guys. Um, he's Thanks actually you. done really, really good in the British Open before. He loves these style of courses, so I got to go I got to go Fowler and, and Tiger, man. If I'm going to do it, I'll go Fowler and Tiger uh, as just a protect our own ass come Monday going, how did you not have Ricky Fowler? Uh, yep. I think he can win. I, I do. I, I don't know. It's not great, but Ricky Fowler's number is what? Probably even with Tiger,
1: now. Oh, no. Much higher. Oh, Rick, really? In, yeah. Tiger, I'm seeing on FanDuel at least, our good partner. Tiger sure. is the fifth choice. Tied for the fifth choice at twenty-two to one with Xander Shoffley, Ricky Joe, thirty-eight to one.
2: Oh, oh, Brain, I'm excited. Let's get some golf on here. Six a.m. tomorrow morning. Seven a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll be full into matchups and everything else. Get your plays in early, guys.
1: Talk about Talk golf. I'm ready for training camps to open, baby. Yeah. And yeah, one,
2: one in the books. We got
1: more to come too. We'll tell you who next. Three today
4: To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
2: Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its humble betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and Get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today.
0: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details.
4: I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. my weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say
2: to me, how did you lose the weight? I said,
4: I take Andro 400 every day. But I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say.
0: with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com.
2: Chicago Cubs, Cincinnati Reds, 2 o'clock at uh, Wrigley Field here this afternoon, followed by uh, the final game of the set between the Rockies and the Giants. Giants have already uh, beaten them three times, uh, going for a fourth. Absolutely on fire right now are the San Francisco Giants. John Gray going for them uh, today against Sean Anderson. Actually, it doesn't really matter who they're throwing at this particular point. Uh, nobody's yeah. been able to score any runs for Colorado. Uh, that's been the uh, problem. So a couple of day games, a couple of early 6 o'clock starts, uh, plenty of baseball action for you. And, of course, uh, like Dane said, training camps open today for – Uh, Four, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, four teams today opened up, including the uh, the Ravens, the Denver Broncos, the uh, the Arizona, uh, the Arizona. Yeah. And Seattle and the Seahawks. So you got four and then they'll just start staggering after that over the next couple of days. Everyone will report, including the Oakland Raiders who are hard next knocks, week, maybe. July 23rd, and, man, I cannot wait for hard knocks. I think that's going to be just so much fun. Now, the Hall of Fame game is yeah. – uh, it's Denver, right? Denver versus – Denver and
1: Atlanta. Denver Atlanta. and Atlanta.
2: Okay. I think so that's they will the do try game. and
1: get people from the inducting class, you know, right. that are important there. And I believe the Atlanta Falcon would be – I think it's Tony Gonzalez that's going in. I'm not positive. I think you – no, know, I think you're – yeah,
2: I think you're right. Uh, I think that's okay. – uh, it's and again, I hope they don't blow it like they did. Didn't last year's game get canceled because of the paint? It was two years ago. The paint was that dry two years ago. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, was absolutely
1: sure. ridiculous. Okay. But Joe, two weeks from tomorrow, there is a football game. <laughs> there, there is an the NFL game preseason game. football game. Yep. Juicy, two weeks crazy. from tomorrow.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's absolutely like, crazy when you think that it's here. We're thirty-eight days away from the first college football game of the season. So. It's coming hard. It's coming fast. Dane and I told you, too, we're very interested from the standpoint of the next two weeks in Major League Baseball going to be very important because if you have a team, uh, if you're the Dodgers, if you're the Yankees, if you're the Astros, if you are one of these teams, the Nationals, making a push, there are a few teams right now that you've got to figure out. I don't know if they're buyers or they're sellers. And I think what happens over the next 10 days is going to determine – Do the Arizona Diamondbacks become sellers right now? Do the San Francisco Giants make Bumgarner available? Like there are still some teams middle of the road, Dane, that we don't know if they're going to be sellers or not. But I can tell you this. I think we're pretty confident in who the buyers are going to be.
1: Right. And to be quite honest, that's the exact reason for all the rest of the teams. When in doubt, if you don't know if you're a buyer or a seller, guess what? You're a seller because at the top, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because at the top, you just said you know who the buyers are going to be. I think the top of the AL is fairly clear. There's the Yankees, there's the Astros, and if you want to give the Twins and the Indians a shot out of the Central, fine. That second tier wildcard teams, we're talking about Tampa, Boston, we're talking about the A's. We know that already. In the National League, really, right, unless you're the Dodgers, I'll give you the Braves. Maybe the Cubs believe, you know, that sort of thing. The Nationals make a push. Outside of that, you're too far away, people. It ain't going to happen. So you need to, what I say all the time, look yourself in the mirror and run away from the mirror, middle. A lot of people that see themselves as buyers should see themselves as sellers for the long-term uh, benefit of their club.
2: What do you think the biggest name is that that goes? Because we've heard Madison Baumgartner, we get that. But right. we've also heard Syndergaard, right? We, we've, we've heard that some teams yeah. – Uh, that, you know, the Mets included that, you know, you got Syndergaard under contract at least for another couple of years anyway, the Grom, you had to give the money to, but could you possibly see Syndergaard switching teams, going to a contender and the haul that you can get for a Syndergaard too, was that's kind of franchise altering, isn't
1: it? Yeah. I think what the Mets will actually do is look to flip Wheeler before Syndergaard Um, Mm. I think they see Syndergaard as part of their long-term future, along with DeGrom as kind of their cornerstones to build around. I think Wheeler will be on the move. You talk about Madison Bumgarner. I don't know if he's actually going to go. Remember, he put out that big no-trade list uh, earlier Mm. in the year, whether that was kind of a a negotiation ploy or trying to manipulate the narrative or not. Uh, I think, you know, I don't know what bats would be moved, but I think the biggest names will be starting pitchers outside of the Mad Bums and the Mets that we're talking about. I think we're talking about guys like our boy Matty Boyd. Joe, yes. I think we're talking about Marcus Stroman. You mentioned Ooh. a guy like Robbie Ray. Um, mm-hmm. I think these are the names that are going to kind of move teams. I also do think there will be some back end of the bullpen guys. Okay, the Felipe Vasquez's, the Brad Hands of the world. Yep. Uh, people like that that move and have a real impact but may not have the same kind of name recognition. But I'm saying t- to answer your question directly, the biggest name I'll say that will move Will be Marcus Stroman.
2: Yeah, and one of the other big names too was uh, Edwin Jackson, uh, who oh, is now fine. Yeah, he's finally been released. So the Blue Jays, yeah. uh, even the Blue Jays, couldn't handle him anymore. But uh, Stroman, I like that. And you see him going to the. Do you see the Yankees making a big splash? Do you think they'll spend the? Will they go get a Bumgarner? Will they get a Stroman? Or do you think Cashman, if the unless the price is right, is just going to sit tight?
1: No, I think they are going to make a move. If you hear the reports and the quotes from Cashman here out of New York, you do hear that they acknowledge that they need another starting arm. Remember, this is a team, yes, Herman is back. Yes, Severino starting to throw off flat ground. But this is a team that, you know, was going with the opener strategy for a little while. You know, is relying on CeCe at his advanced stage, J.A. Happ. Who I don't personally believe in as a frontline starter. So I do think they are going to make a move. We've heard also, remember the Blue Jays were in town over the weekend and they asked Strowman about that. And he's he's a New York he's a New York guy, uh, Joe. He's from New York. Yeah. Or maybe Long mm-hmm. Island, something like that. And he was saying, you know, basically without, you know, saying anything that would get him in trouble, in essence, like, oh my God, of course you'd love to play in New York, you know, the 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 right. high stakes, the pressure of it all. Everyone wants to play in New York. So he's definitely into it. I don't know if the Blue Jays would trade him in division. They may be looking, you know, the Blue Jays may be hoping it's a team like, oh, I don't know, maybe the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, a team like that that or the Cardinals, a team like that in the National League that they can flip him to. That's what I think the Blue Jays would hope. But they're in a position where they got to just get their best deal. As it comes to the Yankees, it's got to be Clint Frazier. That's the trade piece, Joe. Remember, he's now disgruntled. We've seen right. that he has this potential. And since then, Joe, the Yankees have had to make moves in the outfield. They've called Cameron Mabin back up. They've called yeah. Mike Tauchman back up. It seems very clear that Clint Frazier in kind of the Yankee doghouse, and it's also clear that he's talented enough to be on a major league team. He has to be part of the package or the, 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 the prize piece of any package that the Yankees use to flip to get an arm.
2: And it's interesting, too. I, I know uh, Severino, the, the talk of him, you know, starting to throw and come back. And, and he yeah. went out, and I thought it was fascinating that his people – and he's like, you know what? I got no problem going to the bullpen. Like, I'm, go- I'm good. Like, so y- even though he, he's been – this was the, the front-line starter for this team yeah. to begin the year. That's what him. everyone thought. And now I, it I find it him. great. Yeah, and it, t- it tells me a lot about his mentality and what they're doing, where he's going, listen, I don't need to be – you know, I don't need to be the man. If the team, I, I'd be more than happy to go into the bullpen because that's where he came from anyway. But I find it interesting. Starter, starter, money, first line, and now all of a sudden coming back from an injury, he's like, I don't expect the start. I'll be okay from the bullpen. I, I think that goes a long way. I, you know, I, I like what I'm hearing. I don't know whether or not yeah. he'll be healthy enough, but it's nice to hear a kid go. You know what, guys, wherever you need me, man. That's that's what it's all about.
1: You know, and I think what happens. You know, they had a comeback win again. Yesterday, mm-hmm. Didi Gregorius with the big grand slam. I believe it was the eighth inning when that happened. But oh, well, like yeah. that's what you do for a team that you think has the potential to be special, right? <laughs> you compromise for a team you think has a chance to do something special. And I can see Severino as they attempt to kind of stretch him out, you know, I could see him having a couple of uh outings out of the bullpen right? or even like as opener kind of thing for the Yankees mm-hmm. in, you know, as we get to late August. They say he's still six when weeks is
2: away. And when that's is the, the other chances? one I was going to say. Yeah. He is
1: also starting a throwing program.
2: Oh, they, boy. They,
1: I think they're trying to say, both of them, you know, they're about a month and a half. They're about six weeks away, let's say. So right as we get to the end of August, right into the stretch run in September, using September to kind of, you know, get them, get their feet wet, get in their groove. You know, you talk about the trading deadline, Joe. The Yankees, without trade, could get back literally <laughs> someone who finished third in the third. Cy Young voting <laughs> and what everyone knows has the potential to be a lights out add to that bullpen that is already a strength of their roster
2: it's uh it is pretty amusing uh, i i must admit just uh, they keep getting shots fired at them they keep they keep getting up and the yankees too from could you imagine what their bullpen day is like, okay, we're going to start Severino out of the pen. Then we're going to bring in the right. chances. Then we, you just start going down the bring
1: line. John you're like, Gino, Gainley, yeah, I mean, and then yeah. John, right. That's like the That's all-star like, game, right? Where everybody right. just goes for one inning. That's the thing. You so ain't seeing funny. two at-bat against the same arm.
2: So funny. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – they got a big game. I think today's game against them, as we look at the card here tonight, uh, from Tampa Bay standpoint, and I think if, the, if you're a Yankee – you're going, we want to go ahead. We got Hermana on the mound here. We want to go ahead and make a statement. We want to prove that we own this, not only the Tampa Bay Rays, but this is our division. And like you mentioned with the Rays, this is a monster game to be able to split a series in Yankee Stadium. But more importantly, forget about catching the Yankees, Tampa. Like, you've got a wild card that you that people are chasing you in. So I think today against uh, – and, and Chirinos has been – Pretty much lights out for them over the last month. So it's a it's a big game. 705 tonight. Yankees taking on a Tampa Bay Rays.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, like you mentioned, you've already detailed Chirino's versus Herman. Herman looking to get his twelfth win of the season, even with about a month, month and a half off on the DL. Joe, you mentioned earlier in the week you were riding the Red Sox when it was Andrew Kashner's first start, right? You were like, oh, they're gonna yeah. rally behind yeah. them. New, new environment, well. high leverage situation, right? That sort of yep. thing. I'm applying similar logic today, Joe. Give me the A's with Homer Bailey making his first start in Oakland against okay. the hapless Seattle Mariners. Okay, what I one of the things that I think is big for Bailey and why I picked him up in some places mm-hmm. on fantasy. Much better lineup he's pitching with going from Oakland to, from from Kansas City to Oakland, right? So the run support will be there, and honestly. I think the ballpark factor is actually important. Going to Oakland, that's one of the only ballparks I still say really helps pitchers with the amount of foul territory and stuff there in Oakland. So I think Homer Bailey becomes more viable in fantasy, and he's pitched a little bit better as of late. So I'm riding with the Oakland A's tonight and Homer Bailey at home against the Seattle Mariners.
2: Absolutely love that logic, and I love that play there. A little change of scenery. I'm impressed. Yep. I'm also going to be real interested. You mentioned Robbie Ray, right, Arizona. Yeah. He's on the mound tonight, guys. Uh, so teams will have another opportunity to check him out, make uh, make a play, and pick up the phone and call Arizona. Arizona right. 47 and 47, and we told you nobody. If you would have told people after the All-Star break, Arizona would be five hundred forty-seven 47 wins, forty. People would have laughed at you expecting this team to have 25-30 wins at most. This was supposed to be a 60-65 win team. Yeah, they're better than that. Give me uh, the Texas Rangers as a home dog tonight. Jesse okay. Chavez. At plus they're going against yet. Robbie Ray. Oh, you're damn right I am, man. Too <laughs> much pressure for him. Too much pressure. They're still the Arizona Titans. All right, good luck today. We'll be back tomorrow getting ready for the British Open right in the middle of it. Morning after is next. He's Shane Martinez. I'm Joe and Harry. Good luck tonight, guys. Home for. Bailey. Good job.
3: More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for.
0: I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience.
3: Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast.
0: Now I'm back to having just one job.
3: See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
4: Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and intercity bus transportation industry, are looking for career-minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future.
0: Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs.
2: The damn NBA just continues to find a way, Dane, to slip themselves into the headlines. Do tell. And Kevin Durant, a dude who's not even going to play for what feels like another two years, right? somehow or another makes headlines with the Brooklyn Nets talking about how he was apparently, the reason he chose Brooklyn was because he was sold on their system. Their system. Okay. And even though they had a system. But apparently, it had absolutely uh, nothing to do with the fact that it's in New York and it's not named the Knicks. It actually has to do with the fact that, yes, no, he was sold on the system, which to me is very interesting, given the fact that we learned, didn't we, that Kevin Durant never even spoke to the Brooklyn Nets, that he simply made that decision, and the Nets and Sean Marks, the Nets GM, said he found out about Durant's decision the same way you and I did uh, huh. via Instagram on uh, on June 30th there. So I find it interesting that the Nets are trying to spin this now where the reason Kevin Durant decided to go their direction was because of their quote-unquote system. System. Hmm. I'm not even sure what system that is, though, there, Dane. I'm a little
1: confused. So I can I can shed some light on some of this. And to be Please. quite honest, it's not good for the Nets. <laughs> oh, if you want to know the truth. Um they run a lot of screen and roll, uh, Joe. They run a lot really? of screen and roll. And here's the thing. I'm gonna take you, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to where it relates to Kevin Durant. I'm gonna I'm gonna come all the way back home, I promise. Okay. The, the screen and roll, you know the one player that benefited the most last year for the Brooklyn Nets, it was D'Angelo Russell. Okay, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, D'Angelo Russell. He's able to play this system. He's able to play screen and roll. He got a lot of his points off of screen and roll, okay? That is the main part of the system, okay, when you hear this. That is what Atkinson runs, okay? Now, what's interesting, Joe, is D'Angelo Russell is now on the Golden State Warriors where they do not have that system, okay? Steve Kerr instead is more of a have the shooters around, play the beautiful game, penetrate Dish, make the extra pass to the open man, okay? It is a different way of going at it. They don't actually really have many plays per se, Joe, okay? They Mm -hmm. just rely on ball movement. All right, so there's a lot of questions here. One, will D'Angelo Russell even look as good in Golden State because of their system having less structure? Will D'Angelo Russell be able to actually score on his own? That's one thing. Second thing, and how it starts to relate to Kevin Durant, and this is something very interesting. I don't know if it made the, like, national news media, but for a while, last week in New York, the big conversation, Joe, was Kyrie Irving, the point guard, doesn't play in that system, doesn't (laughs) want that system. He is a ball-dominant, penetrating guard, okay? That's what he did with LeBron, that was a big difference, and part of what the problem was with him in Boston. There has literally been the topic here in New York what will change here with the Brooklyn Nets? Will Atkinson change the system, or will Kyrie Irving acquiesce and become the right point guard cog? In the system, in essence, will Kyrie change his game to play more like D'Angelo Russell did last year in the Brooklyn Nets? So you add that to the equation, you add to the equation the fact that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were such great friends and talked about this the entire time. And now you have evidence of absolutely a conflict